I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the National Treasures podcast, the beautiful, exquisite, lovely, calming, slightly strange podcast from me, Laura Lex, and my excellent co-host, me, Will Duggan. Yay! If you're How a long-time you, listener of the podcast, no. you'll know that we <laughs> don't prepare, so it's a mess. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you, Will. Fuck the listeners. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've I've got some summer fruit squash. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Do you know what? All in all, I'm in a really good place right now. I've got a new hamster. Yeah, what made what made you decide to do that? Because Ursula died earlier this year, didn't she? But she, she had a did. long bloody life for a hamster. She had a good good innings. She did. I'll tell you what the thing was, Laura. It was um our flat, lovely as it is, if I had to pick a couple of foibles with it, mm. number one would be there's not that much storage that isn't on display. There's lots of place to put things, but you can't. If you've got something, you've pretty much got to be looking at it. Okay. And the hamster, because I am an absolute pushover, had a house that was fucking massive for a hamster. <laughs> uh, and then, so the best, the only place you could really keep it without a hamster in was just where it lived when the hamster was there in the emergency Rebecca bedroom. It's no, it's in the living room. You know where the hamster is in the living room. I just knew that you'd moved Ursula out because when she needed some peace and quiet to cross the river stick. Oh, yeah. We let her die in the emergency bedroom, (laughs) partially because dying hamsters need quiet and dark, but also she fucking stank. (laughs) (laughs) Two good reasons, too. And then we had... And then we had guests in the in the what what I call the spare room or the den, and you call the emergency bedroom. So if you're not a, anyway. one of our patrons, then you won't know the saga. But basically, whenever Will and his um, fiance Becca uh, have a row slash Will is a nightmare, he has to sleep in the emergency bed in the emergency bedroom. Yeah, I sleep in the spare room, but Laura's given it a real level of drama. Anyway, she came what, back. But why and... have I given it drama, Will? What happened the last time? Was it you got so drunk, Becca tried to not share a bed with you, to not disturb either of you, and you went and found her and called her a sad little worm or something? No, that's not... No, you've conflated several arguments there. <laughs> me, and Becca barely, me and Becca barely argue, to be fair. We were having an argument. So the first one is, yes, that's true. I drunk too much. 
I drunk too much, and Becca went and slept in the emergency bedroom, the spare room. Uh, not because I was like, not because I was bad. I'd been out with my friends, and I was like, please don't get, like, I'm not a character from, a, like, Angela's Ashes. Like, I'd, been, I'd been to the pub with my friends on a perfectly lovely night out, but because I'm 35, and let's be honest, whilst all bodies are beautiful, mine has been caused by kebabs and beer, I snored. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Becca was like, I can't sleep in this uh, snoring. I'm going to go sleep in the spare room. I woke up at about 5 or 6am feeling quite bad because I was clear, like, I see what's happened here. But because I was half asleep, I tried to go and get her and say, hey, come back to bed. And she was like, no, go away. It's so early. I'm just sleeping now. So that's one. The other one is <laughs> Becca and I were having a row at some point. No one was drunk, just a lovely domestic. No, you've missed out part of you telling her off for being in the emergency bed. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, what are you doing? You're being pathetic. Like, what are you doing? For, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> But that was because of tiredness. But then during a sober row, at one point, she wanted to lash out at me and she went, oh, you're a pathetic little worm. <laughs> but no one was drunk then. No, that was just, that's better than if... Um... Anyway, the hamster cage in the living room. Yes. Becca kept looking at it, being sad there wasn't a hamster in it. So I just took her to the pet shop at the race course and we bought one. Oh, lovely. Yeah. You've really made that sound, though, that, like, we've got a hamster race course in Brighton and there's a pet <laughs> shop attached to it. I'll be honest with you, if there was one, I would definitely go to it every time I had a free day. Like, let's watch the hamsters race. <laughs> Why don't you just get a second hamster and create that in your own flat? You you can't keep them together, hamsters. They're oh, so really? territorial. Yeah, they so... They hate each other. Yeah, they're like... Like, so I used to live with this guy called Chris, and he had a python. Not like a euphemism, he had a pet snake. Um, and I used to say to him, oh, I feel bad for it, because the snake, like, all full long, so maybe three feet, so it could never, like, fully stretch out in its home. And I was like, is he happy, though? And he proved to me through, like, animal stuff that um, this python, if if this environment existed in the wild, the python would never leave it. It's so happy. Like, it's an idyll for a python. Right. Whereas hamsters are like, this is my area. If you come in, I'm going to bite you. And they just, apparently in the pet shop, they get to a certain age. And then sometimes the staff go in and see that one's just eating their sister overnight. Ugh. I had a goldfish that ate its um, its tank mate once. It's so mad, isn't it, when you're like, because you put sort of human emotion on your pets. And then when they do something animal, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like Mackie, what a lovely little, oh, Princess Lulu Bella, little Mackie, little nice little baby. And then she sees a pheasant and just eviscerates it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's well sulky at the moment. She's having her first season. And so she is just an absolute cuddle monster. And I am here for it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> she basically wants to be in my armpit at all times. Anyway, that's enough emergency bedroom and pet chat for one week. Um, it's Cheddar Gorge week here, Cheddar Gorge month at the National Treasures podcast. Uh, first week we went to Cheddar Gorge. Last week we chatted to the king of podcasting, Richard Herring. If you haven't heard those episodes, go and listen to them. Then we handed the reins over to you guys and we said, hey, what do you want us to talk about for weeks three and four? You chose do 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 gimmicky uh, tourist attractions around the world, and I believe animals in the Victorian era. Yes. So this week, Will is going to be telling me all about gimmicky attractions around the world. I'm very excited, Will. Yeah, a fun I'm thing so, to so research. I, I expect. 
Very fun thing to research. So when I saw that one was winning, uh, I really was hoping that like it wouldn't come second. Because obviously I knew I was going to do the winner and you were going to do second place. I was like, of the four, this is the one that I want to do. Because I'll be honest, I've re- researched this over a couple of days. And the first day was me just seeing how easy it was for me to get to some of these things. Like they are... <laughs> Like I did my work yesterday, so obviously it was the. So we're filming this the day after the uh, Queen's funeral, so everyone was off, and Becca oh, was that like, oh. "What was happening yesterday?" I thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Queen's quiet. funeral yesterday." Yeah. So, um, Becca said, "I'll oh, go for a walk along the beach." I went, "Yeah, I've just got to do an hour's work." An hour later, she went, "You're done," and I said, "I'll be honest, mate, I've barely started. I'm looking <laughs> at flights to Missouri." <laughs> Missouri. So, what's that yeah. going to be like? A toilet? theme park uh no missouri is i think it's the it's the shop no texas sorry texas ah. uh the missouri one didn't make the cut for the record uh but <laughs> it's just on your personal list yeah just quite nice uh right so we're doing this one because obviously we went in the two caves goff's cave which we loved yes um Richard sent us two. And then I forget the name of the second one, but I Cox's despise cave. Cox's cave. And I felt it was just all there. It was a pure gimmick and it wasn't very good. So I first researched, why do people do shitty <laughs> tourist attractions? I was like, there's no way that people set out to do these things. And then I felt quite bad because obviously, as we spoke to with Richard and we saw when we went there... Cheddar Gorge isn't necessarily pulling the numbers it was 30, 40, 50 years ago. But it will be now that we've done this month. Yeah, 100%. We are the renaissance of Cheddar Gorge. But, like, so obviously it's just to do something, because caves are everywhere, so it's just to make places interesting. Yeah. Places that you might not go to, put something original in that they are, which led me to my first thing, Laura, which is called The Big Things. Do you know what The Big Things are? No. So the big things are sculptures in Australia. They are mainly in the southeast on the kind of Australia, like everyone sort of lives on the coast. No one lives in the middle because it's just inhospitable. Yeah. Yeah. So they all live, the the majority of them. All of their emergency bedrooms are on the beach. Yeah, pretty much. So the big things are basically just massive sculptures. That's it. And they've been put there. And they are basically there as tourist traps to make you go to these places. So you've got, like, the giant mushroom. And it's eight metres tall and four metres across in a fresh food market. And there's a children's playground in it. Opened in 1998. Shut now. But it was literally just a massive... (laughs) Just a massive mushroom. And the only point of it is to be a massive mushroom. Uh, And there's one in uh, Belconnen which is a town in Melbourne. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's called, you'll love this, it's eight metres tall, it's called The Big Powerful Owl. <laughs> just a statue of an owl? It's a massive statue of an owl. I that love looks quite it. powerful. It Mel- was made by a... Mowlborn. Mowlborn. Mal- Why yeah. owl? Is, is a Melbourne owl a thing? You've got to understand, there's no point to any of these. There's a bear. There's one. Have you ever read the book or seen the film Yes Man by Danny Wallace? Uh, no, I've heard of it, though. So if you've not heard of it, uh, Danny Wallace is a sort of 
it's just sort of like a celebrity, the radio host, he's a producer, he's a comedian, he's an author. Him and Dave Gorman went through like a period, this is for the listener lore, I know you know this, where they sort of wrote books on weird adventures. And there was one where he just said yes to everything for a year. And in it, he goes to Australia and he goes to visit the big prawn. And it's just a massive prawn. I love it. So they're anyway, just so... there to get people to go, what the hell is this? And then put a photo of yeah. it and then more people will come. Pretty much, yeah, they are tourist traps. I think they, they, these are the absolute, like, epitome of gimmicky tourist attractions. They exist for no other reason than to exist. I love it. I mean, arguably, people have been doing this for millennia, like that big white horse and the, like, man that's on the side of the hill. Yeah. But I think those ones, you can sort of attribute some either ritualistic or historical Well, maybe, context but that's to. only us thinking that early people were much better than we are. Maybe they just had a really nice thing there. And so we're like, how can we get more people to come here? That, that man one's got a really nice thing, hasn't he? Uh, I expect you think so. But... Guess how much the big powerful owl cost? Um, two million... Australian dollars? No, 400,000 Australian dollars. Jesus. I can't believe that's yeah. never come up in all of the series of The Block that I've watched. They're always in Melbourne. Yeah, there's loads. My favourite one, we, 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 I won't go through them all because there's 230 of them. <laughs> but I do reckon. Yeah, just in Australia? Fun. Yeah, they're only in Australia. They only really exist in Australia. They're, just, they're, they're called The Big Things. Are they, uh, do pe- are they all made by the same people or can anybody just make a big thing and put it up and then it's part of the big thing? You can just make a big thing and put it up. They're not like, it's not like a curated exhibition. God, I love Australians. I love that they're just called the big things as well. Just, oh, you know, well, mate, the big things. <laughs> you're going to love this. There's one that is a controversial big thing. Oh. So it's called, so it's, it, 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 unfortunately it's not there anymore. It burned down in a fire in 2018. It was okay? controversial. But it was there for like 28 years and it was called... <laughs> Big Airs Rock. Wait, but was it bigger than Airs Rock, or was it was it... one? It was one fortieth the size of Airs Rock. That's a small Airs Rock, in my well, opinion. Then this this is the controversy, Laura. People were saying it can't be a big thing because it's smaller than the thing that it is. Yeah, the big the big power for owl is much bigger than the owl. The big banana is much bigger than a banana. The big beer can is much bigger than a beer can. The big dog is huge. It's bigger than Clifford. The big headphones are fucking massive. But Big Air's Rock, whilst in and of itself very big, smaller than uh, Air's Rock. Yeah, that's an so odd it- choice. Oh, whoever did that must have been gutted. It, yeah, but I do think that you are sort of asking for it there when you are... And I'm, I'm loath to use that phrase ever, you know? But um, Why it was, do you yeah, use it, it so much about what women wear, then? Come on, don't do it. This isn't a Patreon episode. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just out on the internet, Laura. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, I'm going to do my next one, and then I... And then I'm going to tell you something that you're really going to enjoy, Laura. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself a lot. Oh, the, 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 so I'm going to tell you about my, my next favourite gimmicky one. And then I'm going to tell you one, something else that's going to blow your mind. All right. 
All right, the next one is called the Four Corners Monument. I think you've probably heard of it, but you might not have known it by that name. So the Four Corners Monument is a monument in southwestern United States, and it's the point where Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah meet. Right. So you can, like, take a step, and you can be in four different states in four different steps. It's the only place in the US where that happened. Well, that's fun. Okay. Yeah, I think it it, it was quite big in the 90s. I think the Simpsons went there and, like, I don't know if it's very much my life. Went there. Yeah. In an episode of the Simpsons cartoon, (laughs) which I don't really want to know that. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) I think... Every single person listening to this will know exactly what I meant. But you thought, I'm going to make Will look yeah, like Yeah, no, 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 they went there. They went there. The animators yeah. picked up all their pencils and they drove down there and filmed an episode. Well, actually, yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so they went there and it's... it's Now, in the Southwest, because of the Civil War... A lot of the uh, borders for states are on, they're very straight because it's all divvied yeah. up after the Civil Especially War. Especially down in that corner, isn't it? Like Colorado's practically square, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it also that's an area where a lot of Native Americans live. I think it's the Navajo Nation sort of have lands around there as well, okay. and the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe as well. So that's why the things are so big. So it doesn't happen. Obviously, borders aren't natural, but a lot of borders in countries like the US and the UK, they're wiggly. They follow mountains or rivers or whatever. And like Africa, could we just divvied that up? Thank you, Cecil Rhodes, you peace. Anyway, so you can stand on this point. Now, the reason I've included it, because it's a bit of a gimmick, but it's also quite cool. But here's why it's a gimmick, Laura. It's in the wrong place. What? You're just completely in um, Arizona in the entire time. Because the, the original guys who put the monument in, they did it after the Civil War, and their way of measuring the land wasn't as good as ours. So they're 600 metres uh, east of where they should be. Oh, and people still go there. They haven't moved it to where it should be. Well, they've put a law in saying that it is legally it. So, like... <laughs> when you're on that little bit, you're in Utah or Colorado or whatever, but um, you're not. It's quite good, that, isn't it? <laughs> isn't yeah, that mad? that's fun. Like a little dance mat of being in different states, but then as yeah. soon as you step off the dance mat, you're just back in Utah. <laughs> yeah, it sort of reminded me of like uh, embassies. You know, like you, you're in yeah. Ghana when you're in the Ghanaian embassy. You step outside and you're not. But yeah, so back there you go. London. That one's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but like, it's a huge. It's a huge, like, issue. People get really angry. Um, so the Supreme Court ruled in 1925 that even though they weren't the corners, they are the corners. Because America's got no other issues. the tourists. Absolutely insane, eh? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, right. Do you want the one that's going to blow your mind? I do. I love to have my mind blown. But my first... When I first started doing the research for this, Laura... I must admit, I got it a little bit wrong because I wasn't searching for gimmicky tourist attractions. I was searching for bad tourist attractions. I did a couple of hours on that. And um, do you know what the third worst rated tourist attraction is in the UK? Um, Buckingham Palace. Nope. It's one that you'll agree with. Oh, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yeah. 
fucking Stonehenge is the third worst rated. It's it garbage. I think it's great. And All I you, you rock botherers need to grow a pair and admit that Stonehenge is trash. That's not fair. I'll tell you what you would like, though, Laura. You hate Stonehenge, but you'd like to go to Alliance in Nebraska. I would. Because you could, you could go and see Carhenge. Okay, I'm listening. They've recreated Stonehenge, but with old cars. Exactly that. Yes, like, I, and I'm picturing, like, your big, you know, old school Fords and stuff. Like your big cruising US cars. That's exactly what you're imagining is right. Apart from you've got to imagine they've all been painted grey to look like stones. Oh, no, I wasn't picturing that. I thought they'd be shiny, like cool cars. They've done it. They've painted them grey. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm out. I'm back out, Will. I'm out. (laughs) But Laura, I might get you back in. You You must understand, Laura, they've not just put cars in a circle up and then a couple on top yeah they it's the same size and dimension as stonehenge so if the car was too big they've cut a bit of the back off no if it's too small, yeah the cars are it's exactly the same it was made by a guy called jim rinders and his family um he's an artist it was Is done he, uh well of sorts so the farmer who owns the field said it would be okay. An engineer came to make sure that all the engineering was going to work. And uh, it was done in 1987 and dedicated in the summer solstice. Um, and there are... Uh, guess why Guess why it was made. So imagine, what, why would you do that, do you think? Um, so, why would I do that? One, I wouldn't. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> okay, so I think I would be doing it as like a monument to... To our age, you know, we're the Silicon Age or whatever. It's it's a monument to the Steel Age in a way, like that kind nope. of thing. It, you've gone too far. It's nicer than that. Basically, it's a memorial to his dad who liked cars and Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, uh, and that it's it's it's, uh, it's sort of inspired a couple of <sighs> copycat ones. Oh no! Oh, I thought you were saying, "Oh no, because something bad had happened." But you just—you're waiting for what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, just um, because it's—I do like this is where my bleeding heart, li- liberally pushover person. I—I really struggle then to take the piss out of something someone's done as a memorial to someone they loved. Yeah, you do, you do what you like. But now I'm worried that there's um, copycat ones. So the copycat ones are a guy's made out of cars again, two violins, a viola and a cello, which make up a string quartet. Out of cars? Yeah. and Like sliced them into shape? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, know, like, you so have to put pictures of these on the Instagram because yeah, I course, just of can't picture these. Uh, it's called the Ford Seasons. No! That is... You cannot make... Art by working backwards from a pun. That's, That's literally not how a okay. lot of comics work. No, I'm not okay with that. No, no. You've had a great idea for a great sculpture and then you've given it a punny name. Okay, if you have to. You can't come up with something that is going to make everybody at a dinner party go, oh no, and then turn it into a sculpture. 
that is... I'm actually angry about that one. Okay, well, do you want one's going to make you feel a bit sick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're going to go to Italy now, Laura. We're going to go to Italy, to Palermo, where I got engaged. Yeah, you did. I didn't go and see this. I didn't go into the Capuchin Catacombs in Palermo in Sicily. And I didn't know it existed. And I'm going to be honest with you, if I had, I still wouldn't have gone in, because it's insane. Did so you spray we have... a water bottle? I sprayed lens cleaner for my glasses. Um... <laughs> Just puffed it into the air like a maniac. Uh, for the listener I um, maybe I'm a bit more scampy today than normal as I said to Laura before the record I'm back on with antidepressants so old Will's happy again and it's not good for anyone are you sleeping better now? yeah I really am Um, yeah I've I've had a really good couple of weeks actually I'm, I'm feeling quite good actually in and of myself applied for a little job today yeah? yeah just in a little coffee shop uh, just a couple of days a week I'm very glad that you're chipper. I'm currently weaning back off the old anti-Ds, so we're swapping over. So let's see if my life falls apart. Well, if it does, I've got shit out of surgery and you're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Right. I'll say this, and maybe this is out of order, but, so, you know, there's absolutely no issue with people being on antidepressants, of course. And I think if particularly previous generations had done it, the world would be maybe slightly better oh, than yeah. it is now. But, so I was on antidepressants a couple of years ago, and then just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, do you know what? I think I need to get back on it for my... Uh, you know, I recognise the warning signs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I booked an appointment with the doctor, and I went down. It was so easy to get antidepressants. I was like, hey, I used to have them. I think I need them again. He said, no worries, there's your prescription. I said, thanks. Like, there was no, no, no questions done. It was insane. Do you want, so you wish you'd been asked more questions? Um, no, I just couldn't believe. Because the first time I went on them, they were like, right, you know, how do you feel? How bad is it? All this kind of thing. Yeah. But this time I was like, I used to have these. I like them again. He went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I suppose that was my experience of going back on them. I was <coughs> the same. I was on them for a while. Came off them for a good few years. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, same as you, I was like, oh, no, I've lost all of my things that I used to do to make myself feel okay. I'm going to see if I can get them. And I actually, I suppose I did have a good, like, 15-minute chat with him where he was like, what are your warning signs? Da, da, da. What do you want to do? And then went back on them. But... No, yeah. I did have 15 minutes with Maybe him. Maybe just I looked you. at you and went, yeah. Yeah, that, that man's sad. <laughs> I, did I tell you what else I spoke to the doctor about? Uh, you finally worked out how to make it bigger? No, what? <laughs> um, so I've, start, I've started exercising <laughs> again, tiny Laura. tiny little penis. This is you the main that, one. <laughs> you know all that chat that you did at the beginning about a hamster? He's talking about his penis. Or Becca looked in its cage and went, I want to get another one. So I took her to the pet shop where that handsome boy works. Um, so, shut up. Um, what were you t- you no, were about th- to say something. What were you going to say? What, oh, no, what so else I, did you I, talk to the doctor about? This is disgusting, Laura. Well, stop I, um, talking about it then. No, because it's it's totally natural, just a body. That's, li- that's literally just a phrase a from another that podcast. that went back Sorry in and now to- you can't find it. I've started exercising again, so I've been sweating. I give myself like athlete's foot in my armpit. Oh yeah, you showed that to me on years and years last week. Yeah, it's gone away now though. Yeah, what did you have, Dectarin? Exactly that. Yeah. 
I was like, what's happened here? Like, I'm a clean boy. Why has my arm done this? <laughs> I get up in the morning. I, one of the first things I do is have a shower. It's often preceded by a coffee and a wee, but very little else before I clean myself. If you're anyway. not a regular listener and you're wondering why we're not discussing uh, gimmicky tourist attractions, please do not join the Patreon, because if you're not currently having a good time, you will hate years and years. Though if you are having a good time, do join the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash National Treasures. Thanks. Point is, we're in Palermo, Sicily, OK? Can so you we go back to pooping at the pup pup? You're very puppy. We go to Palermo, Sicily, to the Capuchin Catacombs. Which, in the 1500s, the 16th century, the Capuchin monks, monks had a... Yeah, they had a, they had a monastery there. And one of the guys died. People I do. I expect That's more fine. than one of them did. But one particular guy died. Oh. And they said, we'll pop him down here. And they put it in the catacombs. And basically, they realised that he had become naturally, very quickly, mummified. Oh, like you know, natural mummification, lime like scale or something. Yeah, that sort of thing. Like, sort of, if you remember, if there was the episode of uh, Mother Shipton's Cave, like that kind of thing going on. Um, the yeah, a lot of preservation of the body, and also organic uh, fibers and whatever. So they were like, "This is amazing," and then it became the go-to place to get buried in Sicily. In the 16th century. It's hip. It's cool. It's happening. Have you reserved your burial plot in the catacombs of the Capuchin monks? Exactly that, Laura. But because it was so well preserved... Did you know that the colour of their robes is where we get the word cappuccino from? Yeah, and do you know where they get the name for it from? Uh, Monkeys. Yeah, the Capuchin monkey. Mm -hmm. Nice. Anyway, (laughs) so people would go, they'd be dressed in their finest I love it when we both know facts so neither of us gets to feel too smug, so then we just move on. (laughs) Facts are only interesting if you were the one to provide them. We'd be great on no such thing as a fish. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, I already fucking knew that, so move on, Schreiber. Do you know my issue with no such thing as a fish? Oh, here he goes. Stop slagging off other podcasts. Can we do this on the Patreon? No, I'm not slagging... I'm not slugging it off. You I just said, do you know it. what like my it. issue is? And gazed out the window. Yeah. Do you know what my issue with it is, though? <laughs> You're not on it. There is such a thing as a fish. <laughs> no, there isn't. There is. A tuna is a fish. A shark is a fish. A guppy is a fish. Michael is a fish. A whale is a fish. A whale is a mammal. <laughs> oh, see? No and so is a, a horse. A whale and a horse can't be the same. They're both mammals. No. Yes. No. They got titters. Anyway, people will be buried in the catacombs, dressed in their finery because the clothes wouldn't rot, and also put in cool little poses because they <laughs> would stay very still. Uh, and you can go down and see them. There are 8,000 down there. That's quite a good one, isn't it? That's neither bad nor gimmicky, I would say. I'd say that's a cool tourist attraction. Oh, OK. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought that was like a real gimmicky one. Um, uh, right. What, like I've old got one legends more... being dead and frozen? I think that's cool. I've got one more for you, Laura. Would you like one more? Yes, please. OK, we're going to go now back to America. But it's not. It's more, because I think the two we've done, I don't want to be like getting at like, the deserty. I don't want to be the kind of person like, look at these people, they're crazy. So we're going to Seattle in Washington. Oh. Have you? Have you been there? No, I've never seen Atoll. 
Wow, that's really nice. This is the second germiest tourist attraction in the world. Oh, is it like a lollipop tourist attraction? Everybody licks the lolly. Genuinely, you're not far off. Oh. So... It, the Market Theatre is where we're going, uh, in downtown Seattle, underneath the Pike Place Market. And the Market Theatre is a theatre, and there's a wall that the patrons would start to go... Um, the queue, they'd queue down this wall. Mm-hmm. Now, Americans like chewing gum. Oh, no. I hate where this and a is lot going. Of, <laughs> a lot of people would be like, I don't want to take my chewing gum into the um, theatre. So they put it on the wall... But then it became the place to go and stick your chewing gum. Uh, and now it's a wall and it's absolutely covered uh, in chewing gum. Uh, oh, I hate that. A couple of years ago, the city were like, this is disgusting, cleaned it all off. The people of Seattle went, no, they just recovered it. Oh, God, people are so fucking weird. Um, I fully hate that, actually. That is gross and disgusting. Chewing gum is gross and disgusting. I'm also feeling quite sick because my dog loves to try and eat chewing gum she finds. And so I feel like if she saw that wall, she'd lose her mind and I'd be wrestling a small Jack Russell off a sticky wall of chewing gum. Um, oh, just imagine brushing up against it accidentally. Oh, and it must be so covered in bits of fluff. Oh, no. Yeah, not great. Oh, my God, I've missed one, Laura. I've missed one. Good, because I can't finish with that. That is the world's worst taste in my mouth. All right. We're still in America, Laura. Mm -hmm. I think what I've found from doing this research is big countries with a lot of open space is where this happens. Yeah, I guess so. Some of the ones that I looked at and discarded were like a hotel in Scotland that runs like a 19th century prison. Like, that's not gimmicky. That's just like a cool little, like, almost day out. Like, you can go and like, live like a prisoner for a weekend or whatever. Which just seemed like a nice attraction, you know? Oh, yeah. I love to be tortured. Well, not something that I'd go and do, but I get why people would go and do that. Whereas I think the gimmick, what I've really learned from this is the gimmick, it has to be where you don't expect, what you don't expect, and mainly useless. Okay. Like this is the, the three big criteria thing. for Duggan's gimmicks. Yeah, the big things. They're, they're great to look at, but they're adding nothing other than existing. Okay? Yeah, okay. Like the world's so, biggest ball of twine and stuff like that. Yeah, like it exists to exist. Yeah, like you. So, yeah, like me. Um, so here we go. We're staying in America because I think that's where people have the space and also the money to do this kind of insanity. Also, wasn't there a thing in the US about, like... I, I'm half remembering a documentary that I think I watched, but I might have dreamt. But, like, when... Great way to start a sentence, <laughs> that. An absolutely superb sentence. When, when, um, when highways and stuff got built, and so small towns that were previously on through roads and subsisted off the back of making their money from passers-by. So when highways got built and people no longer came through, they'd put in gimmicky things to kind of try and draw people back down the small roads a little bit. Is the documentary you're thinking of Disney's Cars? (laughs) (laughs) Radiator Springs, Mabes. I think I watched something and there was like, like things like the biggest ball of twine and there was like a big... 
stick. I think it is that kind of thing. It is like, yeah, it's the Route 66, isn't it? All the little towns that got done over by the the interstates. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I think you're sort of meant, you are part, you are remembering maybe a documentary, but you are also (laughs) describing the plot of the film Cars. It's a good film. It's a good film. It's an absolutely great film. Do you know, oh my God, we're in something. Life is a highway. My friend Tom, who listens to this podcast. Hi, Hi Tom. Tom. Um, his son, uh, whose name I won't give, he's a child, uh, was really into. Spanglo. Yeah, Spanglo, little Spanglo, <laughs> uh, was into the film Cars and absolutely loved Lightning McQueen. Oh, yeah. Like, really loved him. And that then. Uh, as time moved on, he got a bit older. That obsession moved to Mario, Super Mario. Yeah. And now, you know, the the the, the kid is sort of eleven or twelve years old. He's now it's into Eva Minecraft. Longoria. It's Eva Longoria. Give a couple of years, Eva Longoria. But Tom uh, sort of organised for. There were cars that were like done up like Lightning McQueen. Oh, great! And it came to his birthday party. But in between booking it and it arriving, the sort of fiery love for Lightning McQueen had somewhat subsided. So whilst the child was still like, nice one, Lightning McQueen's here, you could see in his eyes he was like, I wish Mario was here. (laughs) Um, Right, last one, Laura, then we'll finish up. uh, What has been, I think, one of my most fun episodes. I've really enjoyed this one. It's iconic. Um, We're going to Valentine, the town of Valentine in Texas. Now what happened is, Laura... uh, People in Texas, a massive state, bigger than the United Kingdom, Texas, a huge state, they could not believe there was not a single Prada store in the entire state of Texas. Okay? Right. And it was unbelievable. And then two German artists, Michael Elmgreen and Ingar Dragset, both great names, um, sorted that out in a way. (laughs) So they got in touch with Miuccia Prada, the owner of Prada, and gave her an idea. And she said, I love it. I love it. And stretch of road, 90 miles outside of the tiny town of Valentine, 150 miles away from El Paso, they built the Prada in the desert. Right. A shop that is not open. There is no door to it. All it has in it are 20 shoes, all left, and six purses. It's permanently locked up and no one ever goes in it. Prada in the desert. How gimmicky, how perfect, how how raven. I fucking hate that. I love you for bringing that this is gold and that is like the epitome of... Human stupidity. Yeah. There you go. Gimmicky. What a waste of resources and point... Oh. Oh, I'm angry. And do people go there? Is there a car park? There's a car park, isn't there? There's going to be a really well-done car park. And then you just... There's oh. nothing. It's, it, it's just in the middle of nowhere. Fucking... Blech. There you go, Laura. I've done it. Well... Gimmicky instructions. What? Well... What a pile. Let us know. Have you been to any of these things? Somebody might have. Hey, let us know on that front. Um, Well done, Will. Good. Good gimmicky. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, And for 
the rest of you, we hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week when Laura's going to tell us all about animals in the Victorian era. Mm. For our patrons, of course, please do remember that this coming Monday, the 26th of September, it's the live stream. You'll sure be in is. your in your inboxes, you'll have your invitation to that. Uh, we're going to complete the rundown quiz of previous episodes. Yep. Um, if you're not a member of the Patreon, do consider joining. We love it. It's a great, lovely little community we've got of like-minded people. Uh, cost a five for a month. You can join that at patreon.com forward slash national treasures. Uh, for your five pounds, you get a monthly extra podcast as well as a, as a weekly extra podcast and a monthly live stream. Um, and we hope you're enjoying Cheddar Gorge. Yeah, and we totally get it. A five is uh, a lot of money to a lot of us, so don't worry if you can't join up. But hey, share the podcast. Leave us a review if you love us but can't support financially. We totally understand. Also, maybe let's have some chat on the socials this week. Uh, what's the gimmickiest world attraction you've ever been to? Tell us your stories of a nightmare touristy day. I'm all ears for that kind of nonsense. And if you want to do that on the socials, it's at Treasures Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah! Uh, so, we'll be back next week with uh, Victorian animals. Oh, God, I feel like it's going to be sad. Um, but I'll try and find some happy stories about some happy Victorian animals. Um, and then next month, do we know where we're going, Will? We don't. We're going to... Do we? we do. We do. Um, so Let's we not do, announce it have, in case anything goes as soon, wrong. <laughs> as soon as I finish this phone, this podcast, I have to make a phone call just to make sure that we can go there. Yeah, but don't worry, we'll be going somewhere. So uh, we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this, and we love you. And goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.